Please take a seat on the comfy sofa. Here. I'll take this one. <laughs> awesome. Fighting Mike Tyson were the icons of the sport. Yeah, it was a no-brainer. And of course, the famous box park incident. Incident, oh god. Hi, I'm Carl Randall and I'm very excited about today's video because with me we have former British heavyweight champion and European heavyweight kickboxing champion <laughs> Julius Francis. With 48 fights, 23 wins and 12 knockouts, we're going to be talking all about Julius's career, his move over to the security industry and of course the famous box park incident. incident oh God. <laughs> Suppose we start off with your career, huge My, career. I just said former British champion. <laughs> uh, how did you get into boxing? Um, how did I get into boxing? Boxing for me was it wasn't definitely wasn't the first um, thing I ever thought of, especially as a kid. But I was never really that interested in it, even through school and um, secondary school. Never really. Never really took much notice of it. And then <clears throat> what happened, I was working, got home one evening, switched on the TV, and and I had a little black and white TV, small little black and white, maybe about 14-inch screen TV. Um, and as soon as I turned it on, the, the name Dave Stewart rang out. So obviously I knew that name, Dave Stewart. Mm. I went to school with a guy named Dave Stewart. But I didn't know that he was a boxer. I didn't yeah. know he was a boxer. Um, so, sat there, watched, watched him win um, the ABAs back in, oh God, a long, long time ago, in the 80s. You thought you could do that. And that's, that's what it was for me, that, yeah. And so, I remember that was on the Wednesday. I bumped into David on the Saturday outside McDonald's in Woolwich. And I said to him, look, Dave, look, I've got big arms, I'm strong, I can box, I'll do what you did. So he said, look, all right then, go around, get yourself a gum shield from the local sports shop and meet me at the gym, which was the following Tuesday. Um, got my gum shield, met him on the Tuesday, Tuesday evening, seven o'clock, went into the gym and honestly, just jumped in the ring and, and started sparring. But sparring was whether he was playing with me or beat the crap out of me. I couldn't couldn't lay a glove on him. Really? So and then and because of that it got me hooked on, on boxing. That was the first time you ever yeah. three punches though. Yes. Yeah. The first time I ever tried to box. Yeah. I was before then I used to get in trouble fighting at school, fighting everywhere, fighting on the road, fighting on, you know. Um, but before then, I'd never tried boxing. And then f I think from that moment on, I was hooked on boxing. I really was just hooked on boxing. I wanted to learn this, this thing that I couldn't do, you know. Dave was a, he was a, he was a great boxer. He was a great boxer. Um, 
are very much in the the kind of <clears throat> the mould of a um, a Joe Fraser, really good left hooker. He could and he, Dave could really punch. What I didn't know about Dave, but about Dave Stewart, was that he had an older brother that was light heavyweight world champion. Wow. He's his older uh, his older brother Leslie Stewart. Back in the day, was um, world heavyweight light, world world light heavyweight champion. Apparently, David was better a better boxer than his brother, and we sparred for we sparred and trained for years. And, and I could never ever get the better of him. No. For a long, for many, many years, could never get the better of him. And yeah, and it was, and one day, I remember one day we was, we were sparring and he, he must have beat me all over the place. Didn't, and he, he didn't, he didn't let up, right? He would hit me with everything. And he said to me, I, I said to him after training one day, I said, Dave, I said, how comes you, you are always so hard on me? You know, you don't give me uh, like any like any leeway, or, or you don't take it easy with me. And he said, "Your opponent won't get your opponent won't go easy on you." No. And as soon as he said that, it clicked. I went, oh, "Okay, okay, well, that's it then. That's right. That's, that's right. it. Yeah." And that was uh, and that was my kind of um, intro into it. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been 16 years since your last professional mm. fight. Mm. Um, you now work in security. Yes. How did that come about? <laughs> well, I've always worked. Well, I say I've always worked security. I've I've kind of done um, security or being a bouncer or being a doorman for the last 40, nearly 40 years. Wow. Yeah. Not sure my age though. <laughs> um, but yeah, so nearly 40 years of of working. Doors, doing security, being a bouncer, as, I, as we was called back in the day. How have you, how have you seen the, the industry change? Oh the God, there's years? been major changes, major changes. The SIA like, have come in and the SIA, yeah, you had the SIA badge. I remember um, then. So when I first started, there was no, there was nothing. It was just kind of the local tough guys, the local hard men, the local gangsters. Um, then that. There was this thing where, um, obviously, with the police, police getting involved and police not wanting to um, having known gangsters running doors and nightclubs and stuff like that. Then we had the um, obviously the the explosion of the drugs kind of trade on doors in clubs in the eighties, mid eighties, nineties. Um, then there was that crackdown. It was the the. Remember the Leah Betts case? I think that was might have been the late nineties, early two thousands, where um, her father, I think, was a policeman, mm-hmm. and she ended up dying, taking taking um, ecstasy or something like that. Um, and then that's when that that's when there was a real change in door policies and doormen and um, licensing clubs having to have. Licensed doorman, so there wasn't, but there weren't the SIA because that wasn't um, considered. But there was the fact that whoever owned, say, a security firm, had to have licenses for the guys that they worked on the doors yeah. with. Um, that's where I saw changes. So I was working the mid, even when I was, when I, even when I turned pro, 
I was still working doors. So the mid-90s, um, a guy that I worked for, um, and it was funny because, yes, he had to have the licence, and then his guys, they kind of just give you a little paper card, so if they, and basically said, if the police ask you, just pull the card out, show them, that's who you work for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, yeah, I was working big doors and big events and big clubs just just with a, a card in my back pocket kind of thing. And then um, I don't think I was licensed, fully licensed or got an SIA license till, oh, I, I think I'm only, I think I've had my license now maybe 10 years or so, something like that. Yeah. Maybe less, maybe it might even be less than that since I came back into working doors and stuff. You recently yeah. just done the SIA. Yes, yeah, yeah, license. yeah. I done, yeah, with with guests like get license. Yeah. How was that? Um, it was fun. It was different. I, you know, um, I'm always a bit dubious sometimes when I go into when I take tests. I hate taking tests. When it comes down to tests, I'm a very, I'm actually a very nervous person. Yeah, really. Yes, I am. I, I, I don't know why, but I don't like taking driving tests. Or I, I remember I took my motorbike. I was, I was doing my CBT and then I was taking a take my motorbike test and I failed miserably absolutely failed miserably I, I kind of as we left the um the the starting point where we where we took the bikes out from I think I made a left I made a right and then he said turn right I turned left and from that moment on I was just I was wasted I was I was done it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was. Um, I hate taking tests. Yeah. Sitting, writing tests, driving tests, any of them. I hate taking them. So how did you find the tests for this course? Um, doing the, the, the practical... I'm always good with practical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it comes down to writing, I've never been the best writer. I've never been the best reader. Um, and, yeah, it's... it's but I would say that all the information that you need is there. Um, or it's either there on the Get Licensed app. Yeah, to so do all the so, mock exams. Yes, so that's the best advice I can say um, with doing the test. Mm-hmm. With the mock exams and all that, you go over and go over and go over and do it three or four times if you want. You know, that was it. That was, but. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, when it comes to tests, yeah, that's me, I'm done. I'm done, I hate them. I hate tests. Yeah. That's what, whereabouts have you worked in security? Oh, God, I've worked everywhere. I've worked. <laughs> I've worked everywhere. Um, I've worked, I've done CP stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, festivals, carnivals. Um, oh, God. Cool, did I, have I worked? At, no, schools, I think I've done... Bits and pieces in schools. Um, you know when you do um, knocking on doors and kicking people out of residences? Oh, like, uh, bailiffs. Bailiffs, yeah. I've done that yeah. kind of bailiff stuff. Um, Literally everything. Yeah, kind of. And you're working full-time or part-time and, at the minute? And now, now, yeah, basically full-time. Yeah, and that's a, um, at Box, Box Park. Park. Yeah, yeah, full-time at Box Park, which is, is a great venue. Um, that... But at Box Park, we have all different things happening there because um, obviously Box Park Wembley, 
but you have Box Park Wembley, you have Box Park Croydon, you have Box Park Shoreditch. And I've worked at all three of those venues mm-hmm. um, at different events. You know, um, Croydon we've worked with like um, gigs and yeah, like um, Tichy Strider and um, the, all, all those kind of people. Yeah. yeah. What advice would you give to people looking to start work and find work in security? In security, study. Yeah. And learn, learn, study and learn again. Um, I say that what I do, what I do with, with most people that come in to where we work, um, sometimes we have new people coming in. I'm always, I'm very much a watcher um, because um, I like to see if they can handle certain situations. You know, sometimes it can get really busy at, at Box Park Wembley because we have. The football, we have football events going on. Sometimes we have major events at the stadium or at the, the arena. So then we get the overspill. Mm-hmm. Um, we get the overspill, or we get um, fan parks and fan zones, and we have to we have to kind of do those events. Um, and it's just about the way that the people interact with customers coming in. Um, Searching, which I think is very important, you know, um, as I've seen, um, and I have to tell people how to search. When you do your courses on on getting your getting your SIE badge, you are taught how to search. But and and then when you do when you are taught how to search, I would say that what people don't do is they don't practice it. They you know they they go oh. I've seen him do it, but now actually being hands-on, it's a bit, it's a bit, um, intim- they're a bit intimidated. But I say you have to practice. Don't be afraid to touch someone. But where, if you're in that role of um, a searcher, don't be afraid to actually put your hands on these people because that's what your job entails. Yeah, you know? Um, yes, and that's what they're expecting. They're expecting to be touched and searched. So don't just kind of rub your rub your fingers because you can't you can't feel nothing. You don't, you don't know what they've got, and I and it's happened. And I have to say to myself, I've been guilty of it, where I've known someone's face and gone, oh, oh and he's okay, and then you know something untoward has happened, and and he goes. Oh, you know why did I do that? Yeah. So it's my and I and I have to take responsibility. Responsibility. So now it's right across the board. Whoever you are, you go through the same process. Mm. Um, big demand for security professionals as well. Sorry, there's currently a big demand. Yeah, uh, for security professionals. Yes, as well. yes, yes. And there's a big demand for females. Females, massive. Yeah, and and I get asked this quite a lot about female with, with females. And they'll come to me and say, oh, but I'm not big enough, I'm not strong enough. I say, think about this. When you have the badge, security is smoke and mirrors. Really. It's about projecting yourself, you know? Um, you don't have to be hard and big and tough. I'm fortunate that I'm a big man and I've worked in this industry for a long time and I can, I, I know how to get the best out of people and know how to get how to deal with people, mm-hmm. you know, without being rude, but I can be forceful and I can be be direct and commanding. And that's what you need. 
you know. You don't have to be, you don't have to growl at people, you know. Not, not necessarily growl at them and be a, a, a be kind of horrible to them, but just be forceful. Excuse me, sirs, madam, I need this, or can I have this, or can you do this, you know. Guys, girls, cues on this side, cues on this side, you know, just be for and and... Like I say to, to, especially some of the girls that I've worked with, they might be small or whatever, but once you have the badge, you're in command. So you put that, you project that. Come into the industry and learn. That's the key. That's the key. Knowledge. Knowledge is power. Yeah. Yeah, knowledge is power. So. You've got people around you as well. Lots yeah. Of yes. And if you, if you don't, yeah. Yeah, if you don't understand something, Oh, so I'll just ask questions. It's, it's as simple as that. Mm. And obviously now you've been in security for, what, nearly 40 years? Yes, what a long time, please. enjoy about working in security? Uh, meeting people, meeting the guys and, and um, the guys that I work with. Yeah, you know, good team. Yes, I've got a good team around me. Um, guys that want to learn as well, um, which, is, uh, which is one thing that I know that I can pass on my knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when I when I hear guys say to me, "Wow, Julius, I learnt so much from you over this over the years," um, and I and, and I say the same thing. I've learnt off of the older guys and the and the and the guys that I worked with previous. Yeah, of course. You know, and I always say this anyway because I work in schools as well. So, and it's we. I, I suppose sometimes as as Adults, we always expect that we're the teachers, but we can also learn from the youngsters. Mm-hmm. You know, young kids teach me, and I and t- they they teach me, and they've taught me about boxing when I work in schools. I boxed for for years, and I be, I was a champion. But then I learned things from youngsters. I had certain processes I used to do. When I was boxing, but then I didn't. I didn't know what those processes were um, necessarily. I couldn't voice them, mm-hmm. and then the kids told me that it's this step, this step, and this step, and they put them into words. And I went, "Wow, yeah, you're right." You know, so so we elders can teach youngsters, and youngsters can teach elders at the same time. You know, and this is and this is what what um, insecurity. Learn from the elders, and and the elders can uh, can teach the youngsters, and the youngsters can teach the elders. You know certain things, and maybe things that we've forgotten. Yeah. You know, meeting people. Um, I've meet and I've met basically kings and queens and princesses and 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 princes and millionaires, multi-millionaires, billionaires. You know what I mean? And you learn from all these different people. You learn different things. You, you can take take things away from them um, just by having a few words and talking. And uh, you know, um, yeah, this is definitely definitely one of the things. Have you had many customers come up to you and recognise you from your boxing days? Oh God, yes. I have lots of people um, come up to me, and it's nice. It is nice mm-hmm. that people come up and say, "Oh, I remember you. You fought my Tyson," and they say. Um, some people just come up to me and say, oh, is it true that you fought Mike Tyson? I say, yeah, yeah. And I always give a nudge a little bit. You know? And I say, nah, no, you never, no, you never. I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, and I always say, oh, what? How much you got to lose? And I say, nah, all right, then. 
I'll look it up and I get their phone out and obviously look it up. And, and someone go, oh, is that really you? And I say, does it look like me? And I say, yeah, kind of. And I say, well, yeah, it was me in my younger days. You know? <laughs> but, hey. Yeah, and it's, yeah, I have a bit of fun with it. Yeah. Have I you ever had, had anyone trying to start me bother because obviously being a not, boxer? Not because I've, I'm a pro fighter or I have been a pro fighter. Not because I've, I'm... Julius, um, maybe just because um, they can't get into the venue or um, there's been an incident inside the venue or whatever. But yeah, I've had uh, the trouble that I've had on the doors has not been because of who I am, it's because of what I'm representing. Something else has happened. Yeah, um, something else has happened inside the club, something happens outside the club, but not. Not because of because of the personal uh, Julius. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of incidents, working in security, things are always going to come up. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Yes. Certain certain times you're going to have to step up. Yes. And that happens. Um. Yeah. The, the the recent interview, and I now say recent interview, it's like now it's like a month and a half, mm. maybe more. Um, since since that um, video went viral. Yeah, so let's start from the beginning. How did it start? What was going on inside the venue? Well, I, I, to start off with, I wasn't at the door. Um, I, was, I was actually on my lunch break, so, and this is the whole story as, as it was for me. I've come back from my lunch break, come and take my, come to take my position on the door. I'm on the door for only a couple of minutes. And then one of my guys says to me, oh, um, there's a guy inside with a, a bottle. So I said, all right, then, cool. Just go and have a word with him, take the bottle off him, put it in the cloakroom, he can get it when he leaves. Fine, I didn't think anything of it. Um, next thing I know, I get a call on the radio. Julius, can you come down to um, outside one of the um, food vendors? So I go there. As I go there get around the corner as I approach this group um, one of the guys turns around oh Julius Julius comes and hugs me I'm like oh slow down I, I, I'm slow down I need to know what's going on so um, my guy says to me um, my security guard says to me one of these guys has got to leave um, and oh I can hear the guy getting quite loud and kind of moving around or whatever. Um, so I say, all right, and I listened to what the story was. The guy's been rude, the guy's been cheeky, and, and then he's actually, he's actually assaulted my staff. Oh, really? Right. So what he's done is he's had a bottle of drink, he's, asked, he's been asked to give the bottle in, and we're going to take it, put it in the cloak, and get it when you leave, because we don't allow glass bottles or any glass in the venue. So he's taken the bottle out. This is what I've been told. He's taken the bottle out, went to drink the bottle. My guy's taken it off of him, and he's taken the lid and thrown it at my, thrown the lid in the, in the doorman's face. Mm. So obviously, right. So that's that. When he tells me that, I say, all right then, he's got to leave. Mm. So as as I say that, one of the guys is talking to me. The guy disappears, goes upstairs. I follow him, go to the toilet, 
call my manager on the way, can he meet me? As I go to the toilets and look, no one in the, no one in the toilets. Oh, has he gone? He's disappeared. I see my manager. I call my manager. He said, oh. As I turned around, the guy's coming out of one of the cubicles. All I did was block the doorway. Put my, just generally put my, didn't touch him. Mm-hmm. Put my hand. I said, hold on, mate. I just have a quick word. My manager's, my manager's, quick word with you. All of a sudden, the guy's, ah, what, what, what? what? This and that was just blows up. So, slow down, just chill. Um, so, he kind of pushes past me and the manager. His friends are coming up the stairs now because he's making so much noise. Um, and it just escalates and escalates. He starts jumping on tables. He starts spitting on people. He's throwing food. Knocking people's drinks over, um, and it was, and we at Box Park. We have a policy that we don't really want to get hands on on people. Mm-hmm. You know, the management doesn't really like us being hands on, so we have to corral and coax and and move them out that way. You know, we don't really like holding up people and grabbing them up and, and whatever. And then it just got to that point where um, it was being a complete complete thing mm-hmm. um, and then it spills out outside as we saw in the video so what we see in the video it spills out to outside um, then you actually see him push one of the door staff take a swing at another have a go at my manager um, or actually a couple of the managers were there and then I'm, yes, I'm trying to move the guys and he's directing his anger at me and I don't know why he's directing his anger at me because I didn't really have any interaction with him. Mm-hmm. I tried to, and he was like, he'd already spat on me upstairs and thrown food on me and all this. And it was kind of like, he was telling me he was going to knock me out and he was going to do that. I was like, all right, look, just leave. Because it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know? And then... He was coming towards you. Actually, when when we was outside and he... Because what he actually does, there's a path for him to go, right? And he's got a a wide open space. But he actually makes a dog leg. So he goes one way, looks and sees me and then comes straight at me. Takes about three or four steps towards me. And I'm actually moving backwards. And then as he does that, he raises his hand. and And I've already seen what he's done inside, outside, and now with my staff, and he's, and he's coming at me. And then, sorry, and I, and I say this with all honesty, I didn't want to hit him. And I, as soon as I did, in my head I'm going, no, Julius, why, why, why? Because I'm saying to myself, why didn't you just slap him mm-hmm. instead of punching him? Um, and I, and I, I, in a way I regret it. But in lots of ways, I don't regret it because the, the reason why I regret it is because I don't like hitting people. And I know that, I know that the kind of damage that I can do um, to ordinary Joe public. I really know that. I've, and this is what people don't understand or have to understand. Not they don't understand, but they have to learn to understand this, that my job for how many ever years it was, and, and I'm not just talking about my professional boxing career, but my fighting career, 
All I've ever done is hit things and hit people, you know? So I know that the kind of damage that I can do. You know, I'm a big guy. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of weight. Not just not just my belly, but my shoulders and, and everything. And I know how to, to punch. Yeah. And I wish I never had to do that. And it was, and as soon as I, as soon as I hit him, I was like, shit. In my head, I was like, shit, what have I done? Because I don't like, I don't, honestly, when I say I don't like hitting people, you know? Um, and then, and then obviously the, the outcome was the outcome, you know? So would, you um, have done, would you have done anything differently, looking back? <sighs> what? It's difficult for me to say would I've done anything different would I've done anything different um the situation was what the situation was, and I would hope that well i I suppose the 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 different thing I would have done is is maybe slap him instead of punching him yeah. um but then if I, if if you slap someone and it doesn't have the um the the kind of the outcome that you want then does it escalate into would that have escalated into a mass brawl mm. with the other guys wanting to get involved and the other guys joining them because um obviously what was found out later was at least two of the guys and the guy himself who who, who ended up getting knocked out are boxers out of the group of Six, I think it was six, six guys. At least, at least three of them were boxers. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so does that transfer to becoming a mass brawl outside outside box park with um, public, yeah, civilians. with the, yeah civilians who were trying to get into the venue at the same time? Um, so, and, and like I say, I do regret. The outcome, I do regret the outcome, the guy getting knocked out because that's not why, that's not why I'm, you know, it's, it's funny that in a situation like that, say 30 years ago, that would have been the norm. Yeah. It would have very much been the norm, the normal thing to do. A guy like that, being as aggressive as he was, ending up, he would have ended up on the floor, but then bouncers, as they were called and known as, bouncers would have been kicking him in the head. They wouldn't have been putting him in recovery position. They would have been kicking him in the head. You know? So, um, that's the kind of where the industry has changed. You know, where the licensing and having a license has become in some ways, a lifesaver, you know? Um, yeah, I, I just kind of look, I, I look at the incident, I look back on the incident and look and say, hopefully now, what will change as regards to Dorman, as regards to the way people people um, even express themselves to Dorman, is that, Yes, you can be angry. Yes, yes, you can be annoyed and pissed off with Dorman, and we get and we get get the same thing. But 
you you got to understand that we are human too. Yeah. We are human. We we are only doing a job. We as doormen are only doing a job. And 90% of the guys that go to work don't go to work thinking, right, I'm going to lay someone out. I say like 90%, I think might be 99% of the guys that go to work. Yeah. They're not thinking, right, now. When they put the badge on, they're going, right, now, I've got my gloves. putting on all this, put my hands on. You know, they're not thinking, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be rolling around on the floor with somebody. They're thinking, I'm going to work, I'm going to do my job, and then I'm going to go home. Well, most people wouldn't go to these kind of events. There no, wasn't security no. on the doors. Yes. You wouldn't, you wouldn't step foot in a bar. No, whatever. because, and I remember um, back in the day when I, when I was working, I worked, I remember I worked at a venue, actually, uh, Leicester Square. Right next door to the um, Empire, it used to be the Empire Leicester Square. There was a there was a um, venue there where I saw a doorman get his face completely opened out with a pint glass, and and then you think to yourself, "Wow, you know, mm. wow, it can yeah." They, those are the things that that were happening back in the day. But also, we've had incidents that, um, that that I've had to deal with where guys have pulled out. I've had shots shot shot through a door. I've had doorman stabbed that I've worked with. Um, so because they've because they've intervened in a situation or told guys in the situation, guys, you can't come into the venue. You know. And then, I've, and then guys that I've worked with actually been stabbed. Mm. So um, we, as doormen, are risking, in some ways, we're risking their lives just to, just to, um, for people to enjoy themselves. And it's yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's, it's kind of um, as they say, an oxymoron. We're trying to keep you safe. we but how do we keep you safe if you if you're trying to? Stab us and, and yeah, exactly. Mm. You know, so it's difficult. Going back, to the, difficult. going back to the box park incident, is there anything if you had, if you could send a message to the guy that you punched? Um, if I could send a message to the guy, um, just it's kind of just a message of I hope and I know that you're right. Mm -hmm. Um, to me, I it's not the, the my first option. But you have to understand that um, we're human too and um, just kind of like have this as a life lesson. You know, you never know who's, who's working the doors. You never know um, what those guys have done in their life, maybe even what they're going through. Yeah. You know, at that certain particular time. And, so, and, I, and I will say that, um, you know, I say to the guys at work, when I, the guys that I work with, you can't bring your baggage from home to work. You're here to do a job. So, you know, know, know what you're doing. You know, but yeah, it's just, you know, have this as a life lesson, you know, and just think. And then yeah. after this happened, what happened with the SIA, the police? Um, yeah, so I was actually, um, after the incident, um, I was actually arrested, taken to the police station. Um, and I spent about 
I was I've spent about four hours, four four and a half hours in the police station. What was good about that four and a half hours is that I was able to actually go to sleep. <laughs> I got into the police station. They put me in a cell. And I just zonked out. I was, I was, I was tired. I was tired. Were you not stressed or worried about I, what? Was no, happen? because I, I knew that what I'd done was the right thing. Yeah. What I did was the right thing to do. Um, as far as, as far as quelling and stopping that situation. Um, if it, had, it I, I believe if it had gone to court, then I would have been vindicated. Um, as the police had said and as the police did um, there was no further action taken um, that was the incident happened on a Saturday um, Sunday I came to work Monday I came to work Monday night by the time I got home um, I'd seen that it started blowing up the video had surfaced and um, um, Tuesday, by I think by Tuesday afternoon, I spoke to the CEO of Box Park, and um, he'd obviously given me his back in, um, which was I was one hundred percent grateful for. Um, Everyone on social and, media as well got behind. Yeah, you. yeah, everybody on social media, which was really I was actually really taken aback by that because I'm not really media social media savvy like that. I've got an Instagram account, um, and I was just kind of, I didn't know that so many people had seen this video. I know the video was out there. Um, but then I think Tuesday, by Tuesday afternoon, I'd, I'd known that it was like 10 million views. And I'm going, why do people, and in my head I'm thinking, why do people, because my phone hadn't stopped pinging and ringing and, and messaging and whatever. And I was like, why do people want to watch somebody get knocked out, right? And it wasn't, it weren't, say, maybe the fact that it was just someone getting knocked out, but it was the the, the whole entirety of the incident, um, how the guy was being aggressive and, and doing what he was doing. And then um, some people said that they seemed, I was stalking the guy. Right, I said that I was stalking him. And I was like, no, I want the guy to leave. I want mm -hmm. him to move and come out of that. If he'd, went, if he'd done all of what he did outside and went away screaming and shouting, I would have been more than happy. I was like, oh, I didn't see you. Bye, go, yeah. done. Um, but yeah, then it, it, it kind of went viral. And that was one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced, I think. Even though... In my boxing career, that I had all that attention with Mike Tyson, we had reporters coming up to us and sticking a microphone in their faces and asking you questions. But with this viral stuff, it's, it's <laughs> it really is a totally, totally different animal. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, as far as as far as taking away things from that incident, you know. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just to be mindful. So when I'm at work, I take my job very seriously and I take the, the, the um, looking after the people that I work with very seriously. So I don't like people because 
what I found is, and it's it goes back a little bit to um, the pandemic, mm -hmm. right? That we found that kind of the people at the lower end of the pay scale are the people that keep things moving in this country. So we as door staff are regularly, 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 you'll, you'll get guys and, and women saying, oh, you're, you only get paid like £9.50 an hour, so who am I to respect you? You know? Um, and then I've, and I've seen it with, with bar staff, how people come to the bar because they're not getting served quick enough. They'll abuse the bar staff. And then in Box Park, we're, obviously we have the cleaners and stuff like that. And guys and women kind of just throwing their food on the floor and throwing their drinks and expecting that the, that the cleaners and that are happy to do a job of cleaning up after these people. And I think that's really disrespectful. Yeah. So I, I do take my job and I when I see and hear of people abusing staff in my in, in box buckets, I do take it very seriously. You know, I don't like it. Um, and I think... It's kind of people's mentality that they think because these people are maybe lowly paid that they should be lowly talked to and, 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 and spoken to like they don't mean don't mean anything. And I mm -hmm. I think that's wrong. Kind of, yes, it is definitely wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I, I kind of like I say, I think um with the industry as a whole, you know, if we were say like um say door staff getting paid thirty five pounds an hour yeah, would people talk to us different? Would people treat us different? Knowing that most of mo knowing that most of the people that will come to the venue that we are protecting, we're getting paid more. We're getting paid more money than than they are. You know, which regardless of whatever job they're they're in, you know, would they would they talk to us different? Would they respect us different? So that's kind of like a fit. A it's like that food for thought. You know, don't treat people badly because you think they're lowly paid. You know, they have a job to do. They're doing a job. They're feeding their family. They're 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 looking after you. They're keeping your they're keeping you clean and and healthy and safe. You know, so treat them with respect. So they're got, they're feeding you. You've got your um, license back. Yes, that's all fine. Yeah, you're back to work. Yeah. So um, I had to do um, an appeal because yes, I suspended my license which I took as being protocol. So I didn't take it as being a personal thing um, because they said yes, that they'd seen the video. There was a video um, on social media of me knocking someone out. And then obviously um, we had to make the appeal. Um, Roger Way, the CEO of Box Park had, had stepped up and um, backed me. Um, because he'd said he'd seen the, the videos or the CCTV that was inside the inside the venue, mm -hmm. and understood from his managers and everybody how the event or how that situation had occurred. So he was more than happy to back me, um, and I really appreciate him for that because he's he's actually a good guy. Yes, he's a really good guy. Um, and then obviously the the police um, NFA'd. Um, and then it was just down to the SIE to to do their checks and balances, which I, you know. But the only thing for me, um, what I would say is that if it had been, say, I, I know that I have a voice as such. 
that my name has been in the, in, in the media for, for many years maybe, but maybe not prominent as it is right now. Um, but if it was just ordinary Joe Blogs that had done the same thing, would he have got the same um, um, outcome? So I, yeah, and that's why I would like to see with the SIA certain, oh, some changes because we, we also need protection. Um, we pay our licence fees and we, we, do our, we do these courses and, and, and stuff and we pay our licence fees to, to, to get our badges to work. And yes, we kind of, in some ways, yes, we've, we're volunteering to go into this industry, but also we need protections. And I don't think we, I don't think the SI um, has and has done um, the greatest job in protecting door staff that have, that do have the SI license. Yeah, I mean these incidents will happen up and down the country every day. Every day. Every day. You know, yeah. No doubt, uh, no doubt about that. Um, but would, uh, if it happened, say, in Birmingham or, um, or West London or South London, would it, would it, would, uh, would the same, um, with, with kind of someone filming, would it have the same outcome? Yeah. Because you were probably lucky that, obviously, there was loads of CCTV. Yes. There's a video yeah, out, yeah, yeah. people vouching for you. Yes. Um, whereas other people might not. Might not. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I know, um, I know that it's, it's a difficult thing. And you can't like every every incident has to be judged on its merits. Every incident has to be judged on its merits. But I would just wish and I hope that actually the SI seeing something like this and, and seeing this incident and understanding where we are as security personnel and managing door managers and whatever can have a bit more protection from the SIA. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we've. Absolutely smashed through everything. Thank uh, you. Yeah, I think, I mean, anyone working <laughs> in security or looking to get into security, I'm sure they've learned loads from yeah, this. Yeah, I hope um, so. I hope so. Yeah, obviously it's good to address the incident as well. Probably not how we wanted it to go. But no, no. These but things happen. Yeah. These things happen yeah. in security. Yeah, the guy's definitely. safe. That's the main thing. Um, yeah, thank you so much. No really, problem. Really appreciate it. Cole, great. Yeah, great to meet you. Thank you very yeah. much. I've been Carl Randall. This is Security Insider. Make sure to like, subscribe, and put on that notification bell for more security-related content.